Mike Huckabee said 2024 may be the last election decided by ballots instead of bullets. Former BlackRock portfolio manager Ed Dowd has said that the U.S. will eventually be ruled by regional warlords. And retired U.S. Army Colonel Douglas McGregor has said, quote, I don't think we'll ever get to the 2024 election. I think things are going to implode in Washington before then. Things aren't as dire as they say. In fact, I would argue that they're worse. If the past really is prologue, then we should start paying close attention to the lessons of Rome. After Rome fell, no city was as large again until the Industrial Revolution. If the U.S. falls, we will likely never see a country like her again. As President George Washington said more than 200 years ago, quote, The establishment of our new government seemed to be the last great experiment for promoting human happiness. So sit back and give me the next few minutes, and I'll convince you that the U.S. is going the way of Rome. The History Channel notes eight reasons that Rome collapsed, and we will use this as a template for our comparison. Number one, invasions by barbarian tribes. In the fourth century, Romans attempted to ward off a Germanic uprising. Over the course of nearly 70 years, Rome was sacked, raided, and finally ridded of its last ruler. While Rome was being consumed by an invasion of barbarian tribes, Washington, D.C. is being consumed by an invasion of malevolent interests. Consider this. The presidential race in 2020 cost $5.7 billion, with a B, dollars. The congressional race cost another $8.7 billion. That's a lot of money, which means candidates subject themselves to a lot of influence. More than $120 million in dark money backed Biden's White House bid. These nonprofit issue advocacy groups have broad leeway in how they raise and spend money and most importantly, don't have to disclose their donors. The top 20 PACs spent more than $50 million, with each one spending over $2 million apiece in the 2020 election. These include companies like Raytheon, Comcast, AT&T, and Blue Cross Blue Shield. Super PACs spent more than $5.5 billion. These bad boys can raise unlimited sums of money from corporations, unions, associations, and individuals. But toss aside the bought-and-paid-for candidates, what happens to them after they're elected and are running the government? Well, lobbyists spent nearly $4 billion swaying members of Congress last year. That's the highest amount spent in more than a decade. Foreign countries own more than $7 trillion in treasuries. That's nearly a fourth of all U.S. debt. America may not be getting physically invaded, but foreign and corporate interests have all but swallowed D.C. Number two, economic troubles and over-reliance on slave labor. As the History Channel notes, quote, constant wars and overspending had significantly lightened imperial coffers, and oppressive taxation and inflation had widened the gap between rich and poor. We sure got constant wars. Our fetish for regime change has a tarnished history. We did it with Iraq. We did it again with Libya. We're trying to do it with Syria. The Afghanistan war lasted for more than two decades before our withdrawal saw it all unravel in a matter of days. And these four were just in a millennial's lifetime. But depending on how broad you define war, our footprint could be much larger. In 2021, U.S. Special Operations Forces deployed to 154 countries. That's roughly 80% of the world's nations. And let's not forget our bases. The U.S. has 750 bases in more than 80 countries. 
if we're not starting a war or trying to overthrow a country, we're at least threatening it. And let's not forget the most recent example of our imperialism, Ukraine. So far, we've spent more than $75 billion in financial, military, and humanitarian aid. President Biden wants another $24 billion. When it comes to overspending, well, we've got that in spades. The national debt is nearly $33 trillion. To pay that off, every American would have to pay more than a half million dollars. Trump added nearly $8 trillion during his term alone. And check out this crazy statistic. 80% of all U.S. dollars have been printed since just the year 2020. That very following year in 2021, inflation hit a 40-year high. With your fake money, you might want to go pick up an overpriced abode, with the median home in the U.S. topping more than $400,000. This all adds up to one thing, wealth inequality. Number three, the rise of the Eastern Empire. Rome got so large, it had to split itself in two so that it could manage. As the History Channel notes, quote, the division made the empire more easily governable in the short term, but over time, the two halves drifted apart. Granted, we're not literally dividing in half because we're too large. However, we are dividing in half culturally. Everyone is seeing America become decidedly red or blue. Some states allow abortion, others don't. Some have strict gun laws, others don't. Some allow marijuana, some don't. The right is proclaiming everyone should move to Florida, Texas, or Nashville. Meanwhile, the left continues to own California New York. Just like Rome, if we stay divided too long, we will eventually drift apart. We've allowed politics to become fused with everything to the point that no one can even think anymore. Today, men can get pregnant and you can choose your pronouns. And we can't even agree on which bathrooms that people should use these days. Number four, overexpansion and military overspending. As the History Channel notes, quote, as more and more funds were funneled into the military upkeep of the empire, technological advancement slowed and Rome's civil infrastructure fell into disrepair. No doubt that America is in love with its military. The U.S. spent more than $870 billion last year. That's more than the next 10 countries combined. It's also three times as much as the next largest military spent, China. And when it comes to our infrastructure, well, it's pretty deplorable. Every four years, the American Society of Civil Engineers gives America a report card on its infrastructure. We came in in 2021 with a measly C-. minus. How sad is our infrastructure? Well, they know that every two minutes in this country, there's a water main break. They say that 43% of public roadways are in poor or mediocre condition. Due to a variety of civil wars, more than 20 men were propelled to the Roman throne in just 75 years. Corruption and political instability was rife. And as History Channel notes, quote, Roman citizens lost trust in their leadership. Corruption in the U.S. is as much a pastime as is apple pie and baseball. The United States is only considered the 27th least corrupt country in the world. We tie with Chile. Countries like Canada, Japan, and United Arab Emirates rank above us. And we see political corruption all the time, and it's all but consumed the White House. President Biden has lied about his family's business dealings at least 16 times, specifically when it comes to his son, Hunter. Hunter was on the board of Burisma in Ukraine when then-Vice President Biden was the point man for Ukraine. 
Hunter was selling paintings for half a million dollars while his dad was vice president. Hunter says he did business with China, and President Biden says it never happened. And let's not forget about all the weird stuff on Hunter's laptop. This all leaves Americans wondering what's really going on. But we can't have a conversation about corruption unless we talk about the Clintons. While serving as Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton met with 154 private interests in person or over the phone. Eighty-five of them donated to her charity, the Clinton Foundation. Those 85 donors contributed more than $150 million. 20 gave more than $1 million apiece. Pay for play? I'll let you decide. Number six, the arrival of the Huns and the migration of the barbarian tribes. As the Huns invaded Europe, Rome let people from the Visigoth tribe cross into Roman territory. They treated them with cruelty and created a hostile force within their own borders and weakened their country from the inside out. One only needs to look at the southern border today to see the similarity. Illegal border crossings for migrant families reached a record high last month. What happens when all these people realize that the American dollar is on the decline? A recession is coming, more supply shortages are coming, and inflation will likely take off again. We're already seeing a migrant crisis in New York City. Although the mayor welcomed these illegal immigrants originally, he's now warning this mass influx will, quote, destroy the city. And that's a Democrat mayor. Guess that wall Trump talked about is starting to look a lot better now. Number seven, Christianity and the loss of traditional values. Christianity swooped in and began replacing the traditional Roman value system. As they began to lack a common identity, this new faith helped the empire crumble. Similarly, we are seeing a move away from the values system and faith that inspired the birth of the nation, Christianity. We're seeing gender on a spectrum, people believing men can get pregnant, kids using litter boxes for a bathroom in school. We're also seeing our cultural identity evaporate in the process. People want to forget history and tear down statues. Both parties want to rewrite history according to their own political predilections. Democrats do it by infusing critical race theory into schools, fueling self-hatred as a nation, and Republicans do it with fascist acts like banning books and dictating that slavery should be showcased in a positive light. In fact, recently, the DeSantis administration made sure that the AP African American Studies course in Florida noted all of the skills that African Americans learned during slavery and how these skills helped provide for themselves and others after slavery. Just like Rome, Americans have lost their common value system. For us, it happened to be Christianity. But as that fades away, people start doing and saying things that veer way off track. There is no middle ground anymore. And when a country loses its cultural identity, what makes it united, it begins to fall apart from the inside out. Finally, number eight, weakening of the Roman legions. Rome was unable to recruit enough soldiers for its citizenry, so they began depending on foreign mercenaries to do their bidding. A Pentagon study last year revealed that 77% of young Americans would not qualify for military service. The top reasons included being overweight, using drugs, or having mental and physical health problems. Combine this with the fact that less than 20% of the military-age cohort, 18 to 34, have extreme pride in the U.S. That doesn't paint a pretty picture for our future military readiness. Will America wake up and change its ways, or will it go the way of Rome and crumble to pieces? You be the judge.
Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next week for an all-new episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Truth Social, Rumble, Brideon, and BitChute.